like I said, I want you, uh, I don't know if uh, you should you should get a hold of, uh, well, I mean, get a hold of all the words. Amen. Everything has been coming. But also pay attention to what took place at the workshop yesterday morning and the workshop that, workshop that took place at this morning. Because I said I'm waiting for the day that there is no longer electricity in the house. Well, then all we have is the guitar and your voices. Then we're going to reach some realms of worship. Because we don't have to worry about what the sound system is doing and not doing. Amen? We're going to be free like Barbadine. We're going to just be able to dance before the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for Karen. Father, I ask you to anoint her beyond anything that she's ever experienced. This is your feast. This is your time. This is your daughter. So quicken this vessel, Father, with the power and the demonstration of the life of a son, a daughter before the king. Amen. We bless you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask especially the children to come up here closer because we're going to, in a little bit, we're going to have a story time and they're going to participate and answer questions. So I need them either up on the floor or over here. And we're also, we're going to start out this morning with, uh, or this evening, with a couple songs before I get into telling you about the ministry and doing all the other fun things we're going to do. Um, just want to, I wasn't going to read this, but I just felt in honor of all the wonderful things that, uh, that everybody's been doing this week. Um, never written a poem before, but um, this is a very short poem on the feast. The Lord gave me one night as I'm writing in my journal. The atmosphere of heaven is in this place. Sights, smells, sounds, taste, comfort, love, hugs and smiles, adventure in every day, sights to explore, thoughts of revelation, healing words, caught up in your presence, Lord, communion with my Father and my King. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Tabernacle beauty, dance before the throne. Jesus dances with us, rejoicing with his own. Smiles upon each face, enjoying the gift each one of us is to each other and to our Father and King. I'll do this again and again to meet you like this, beholding your face as we embrace. Never did that before. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is I want I, I want everybody participating because these songs are fun, and I want everybody up and moving, okay? So, okay. All right, well, I was going to do two songs and do a little commercial, a little minute and a half commercial after that, but I thought we'd start off with a little fun. All right, but so let me just show you what um, I asked for a stand because sometimes I like to demonstrate. Um, Okay, 
Now I'll stand and it's going to be projected up there. So we need number one.
All right. We're going to play the commercial now. The, this commercial was on our television. And this just tells a little bit about our ministry. Hello, my name is Karen Moran, and I am the founder of Life Club Ministries, established in 1998. How would you like to help us reach unchurched children in after-school Bible clubs around the country and in community centers and public elementary schools? These after-school Bible clubs meet once a week to evangelize and disciple children. The children learn how to share their faith with a gospel tool called the Wordless Book. They also learn Bible lessons, how to pray and worship the Lord. They learn memory verses and play many fun games, earn prizes, and make meaningful relationships. If you have a heart for missions, this is the field for you. We have ongoing training and workshops to train you and equip you on the job how to conduct light clubs. You may also go on our website for training. You can learn to pastor these often unchurched children. We are looking for faithful, reliable volunteers of all ages, including homeschooling families and those needing community service hours. Call us at 561-686-9777 about our next training time or email us at lightclubministries.com at gmail.com or you may visit our website at lightclubministries.org Thank you. Hey, that's just a Hello. who we are. And, uh, we've been doing this for, well, this is our 20th year now. And um, a lot of people don't know that it's legal for you to go into public elementary schools after school. And the, the little glitch is that if they open their doors for any other group after school, they cannot deny you equal access. So we go in just like any other group, scouts or whatever, and this is public elementary schools. We also go into community centers. We also train people for missions like our, our friend over here, Roy. So we train and equip people to go and reach children wherever they are. And a lot of our children don't go to church anywhere, so this is the only church they attend. So we, um, we make sure that we give them a lot of content in our, uh, they're usually an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half once a week after school during the time that the schools meet. In the summertime, we'll go into community centers. And um, the Lord had um, given me a dream, and I had actually... Um, in my dream, I was walking down the street, and um, um, I, all of a sudden I looked up, and there were all these angry um, African-American people were walking towards me, and I thought, well, gee, um, this is maybe not a safe place to be, but I said out loud, I said, well, I'm covered with the blood of Jesus, and all of a sudden the scene changed, and I'm in this center, and I'm uh, teaching and, and training and teaching songs to children, and they have their hands up, and they're worshiping the Lord. And then I look around the center, and all of a sudden I see the parents are there too, and they have their hands raised. 
So this particular center is the one we were in, and we just now got started in there this summer. So we're believing, um, we're believing that it's really going to be, the Lord is really going to do a mighty work in this center. So you can pray for that for us. Um, one of the things we do, uh, you could probably see we had the, we had, um, the Lord's Prayer up. Uh, we're teaching, the Lord told me, teach all the kids the Lord's Prayer. He told me to teach them uh, the little gospel book it, booklet called the Wordless Book so that they can actually go home and share the gospel in their neighborhood. They can share the gospel with their parents. By the end of the year, I expect every one of our teachers to have all these kids actually being able to use the Wordless Book themselves. And this is a wonderful missions tool. It was either Charles Finney, I always get... Um, Finney and one other guy, Spurgeon, mixed up. But one of the guys used to use this little booklet, and he preached to 30,000 30, people at one time using the colors. Amy Carmichael did the same thing. She, um, she went to India, and she would use a little book with colors to tell the children. But then when she would go out to uh, evangelize, she'd take a cart, and she'd put flags on the back of the cart. And she would actually tell uh, the gospel story using the colors. So I'm going to teach you tonight, and I'm also, you know, if there's any children here or adults that have never accepted the Lord, you're going to learn how to do that tonight through these materials. Um, at this time, I'm, I'm just going to show you, um, we're going to sing a song, um, and I've asked Beth to help me with this, and uh, it's going to be number 13. Beth is going to come up here. This is... Um, this is one of our curriculum series. We, uh, I'll show you the pictures in a minute of the other things in the booklet. We usually do about four series during a school year. This is just the first one, and it's called God the Creator King. And the first lesson is about the authority of the Bible and how, it, how the Bible came together. The second lesson is about creation. And so we're going to sing the creation song. And... Um, it's very simple, uh, you know, but I don't have the words to project up there, but you can learn it real quick, okay? And you can go ahead and start it. Day three, day three. On the next day, day four. 
uh, games where they get points for answering a question, and there's competition. So we have a lot of fun games that we play with with the, our Bible lesson, too, is a review. Um, so... Um, so now, let's see if we're ready. Oh, I just wanted to tell you one other thing, too, we do. We have something called the creed, and um, it's basically the children speaking over themselves what they have in Christ and who they are in Christ. For instance, they might say, I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. I refuse to fear. God speaks to me. I am a house of prayer. Jesus lives in me, so I'm a house of prayer. And God has a wonderful plan for my life. So they're speaking these things over themselves and affirming, um, and then we do, we do a memory verse to go along with it. So they're not only getting the concept of speaking that over themselves, but they're getting a memory verse to go with it. So, and the Lord's just giving us new ideas and new scriptures to use, like this summer, uh, when I was taking prayer requests from this center, I found out a lot of the kids were very frightened. And um, they, uh, one of the kids said that to pray that their house doesn't get broken into at night and that they are not shot. You know, they lived in a pretty rough neighborhood. Other kids say, well, pray for my father. He's in jail. And pray for my mom because she and her step you know, my stepfather fighting all the time, and so there's violence in the home. So these kids deal with various things, and so uh, we try to see what's going on in their life and try to meet those needs. So, okay, at this time, I could, um, I would like to uh, tell the story of the word. I, I need either somebody to hold the mic or put it on a stand or something because I want to be able to, okay, all right. died okay all right <laughs> by the way the, we have some brochures out there if you'd like to know more information about us and give us a call you're welcome to do that it's out on the table um okay well boys and girls and um, moms and dads and grandparents and everybody here um i have a little booklet here and um wonder if um you could tell me what's different about this book than maybe some other books you've ever seen. Can anybody tell me? There are no words. You're right. There are no words. Anything else? There's colors in this book, yes. There are no pictures. That's right. Most books have pictures. But this little booklet tells a very true story from God's book, the Holy Bible. And so I want to start here on this page because it's my favorite page. It's very shiny. And it's um, gold. And I wonder if you could tell me, what does gold remind you of? Anybody? Streets of gold. Yes, well, I, a lot of times kids wouldn't think of that first, but uh, jewelry is what I normally would think of first. But that's very right. There are streets of gold. In fact, there are lots of streets of gold in heaven. And heaven is the place where God lives. And do you all know who, who God is? The Bible says God is the creator. He's the one who made everything that you see in nature. So that, what are some things you see in nature? Can you tell me? Birds, animals, beaches, mountains. Yes, skies, yes, clouds. 
everything that you see in nature, God made. But, you know, God had a favorite thing that he made. Actually, not a thing. The most favorite um, thing that God made was you and me. And it says in John 3.16, for God so loved the world. He made you and he loves you. And um, um, another thing about God that we um, probably don't know um, or some people don't know is that he's holy. Now, as a child, you might think when you see here the word holy, you might think that means somebody has holes in them. Well, that's really not what that word means. It doesn't mean God has holes in him. It means he's perfect. He never thought or said or did anything wrong. And God is perfect, and his place that he made is perfect. And so there's one thing that can never be in heaven. And you know what that is? It's sin. And this dark page reminds me of sin. And sin is anything you think or say or do that breaks God's law or his rule. So can you say that with me? Sin is anything I think or say or do that breaks God's laws or rules. Okay. Can any of these children, can you tell me something, um, a sin that a child might do that is something that's wrong? Anybody think of anything? Lying. Yes, that's a very good one. Yeah, because sometimes we don't want to get in trouble, so we just tell a big story and we lie. Anything else? Disobeying your parents, yeah. Suppose your parents said for you to clean your room and, and you just shoved everything under the bed and didn't bother cleaning it. Well, that would be disobedience, wouldn't it? And that would be a sin, too. So all these things, you know, and nobody had to teach you how to sin. I remember when my granddaughter was two years old, she's in the backyard with, with my husband, and there was a little plastic table there, and it had crayon all over it. And... Um, so my husband said, Shannon, who wrote all over this table with crayon? And she said, Mima did it. In other words, I'm grandma. She said, Grandma did it. So she, at that age, she was, even though she's cute, she still was lying. So that was a bad thing to do. And you know, the Bible says that there's a punishment for sin. You know, God doesn't want us to be punished for our sin, but there is a punishment for sin, and that's to be separated from God forever in a terrible place of punishment. And the Bible calls that place hell. And God does not want any person to go there because it's such a terrible, terrible place. So God made a way so we don't have to go to that terrible place. And that brings us to the red page. And the red page, can you tell me what red reminds you of? Anybody? Christmas trees. Okay, well... I thought of that first, but I thought maybe somebody else might think of Valentine's Day or other things. But Valentine's Day, yes. yes. But you know what? Red reminds me of Christmas. And I think of Jesus because he was born at Christmas time. And Jesus was the perfect son of God. And he never thought or said or did anything wrong. He was born without sin. And therefore, he's the only one that could take our place and pay for our sin. And so when he was a little baby, he never sinned. When he was a teenager, he never sinned. And then when he grew up to be big, a man, he ne still never sinned. And, um, yeah. And so I want to read a scripture for, from, um, it's in, glasses back on. It's from 1 Corinthians. Some of you might 
know this scripture. And if you have questions, I'll be glad to answer the questions afterwards. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And, okay, the second part of verse 15.3. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Okay, we're going to actually act that out. Put your finger like this. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Let's do that one more time. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So, Christ not only died, but he was in the grave for three days, and it says he rose. He didn't stay in that grave, but he actually rose from the grave. And I'm not going to turn to it, but I'm going to quote it. What happened to Jesus, and there's a scripture that says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So Jesus, when he died, he actually, they put nails in his hands, they put nails in his feet, they put a crown of thorns that made his head bleed, and they even put um, um, stripes on his back with a, I think they called it a cat of nine tails or something that would rip the skin. So he bled terribly, but you know what? He chose to do that. Nobody made him come to earth and die to pay for our sins. He chose that because he loved us so much that he wanted to do that for us. And now, because of what Jesus did, you can have your sins forgiven. That takes, that takes us to the clean page. So I want to share a scripture with you. It's in first, um, it's in John 1.12, and I'm going to read that for you. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now, what this scripture means is when Jesus, when the Bible says, but as many as received him, that means, you know, you're not automatically born a Christian, and you don't automatically have your sins forgiven. You have to ask for it. You have to receive Jesus. That means to take him as your very own Savior. And when it says... Uh, even believe on his me- name, that means to believe that he died for your sins and he rose again to take your punishment. He took your place. Now, when you do that, when you believe in him and ask him to come into your heart, your sins become forgiven. And what happens afterwards? He gives you a promise you will become what? A child of God. Yes. So... I want to see, if you could just raise your hand around the room here. Raise your hand if you've already done that. You already know that you've asked Jesus into your heart. Yes, some of you have done that. That's so wonderful, and I'm so glad that you've done that. But, you know, some people have not done that. So if you haven't done that, what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to say a little prayer, and I'd like you to pray it with me. And if you really mean it in your heart, then 
God will come in. He will become your Savior, and you will become a child of God. Would you like that? Okay, so we're going to pray that. We're going to use the same words here in the Scripture because, you know, these words here are what the Scripture says. We could use other Scriptures. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We could, we could do that, but we're going to do this Scripture. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I believe that you died and rose again to pay for my sins and to make me your child. Come into my heart, forgive my sins, and make me your child. I take you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. At this time, before we go any further, I would just like us to play. Um, there is a, um, did, we, did we play? Uh, we didn't play three, did we? Okay, we'll play that at the end. Let's play uh, the, uh, the number four. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. I'm, I'm going to finish. <laughs> Let's all put our hands up and, and hear what Jesus said to us. He said, I 
will never leave Aaron. Very good. And another thing he said to us in the, in the verse, he said, the Lord is my helper. So I want you to say this with your other hand. The Lord is, and then put your name here, Karen's helper. The Lord is Karen's helper, yes. And, you know, I'm, I, don't, um, I do want to share one other scripture for you before I go on to the next page. Um, John the Baptist uh, was a, he was the one who said that Jesus was the Son of God. When he walked up to the water and he was baptizing people, and he said that Jesus, uh, even though he baptized with water, he said that there was one that was greater than him that was going to come and baptize them with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, uh, that the reason for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for the power to live the Christian life and to empower you to tell others about Jesus. So I would like us just to... Um, well, let me just tell you one other thing that you may not know. The, the Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father. It says that. It says, wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard of for me. Jesus said, the Father is going to send you this gift. But it also says in the scripture through John that Jesus is the baptizer. Okay? So what I'd like you to do, if you would like that power... Okay, then you pray this prayer after me. All right, dear Jesus, I thank you that you want to baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And I ask you to do that. I want the power in my life to live for you and to witness for you. And so, Father, I receive your gift of the Holy Spirit right now. Change my life and let your power be seen in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I just happened to speak in tongues, and you may see that that happens with you. When you ask Jesus to come in and baptize you, you may have a prayer language that God gives you. So you be aware of that. Okay. Um, so we learned that we can receive Jesus. And then once you receive Jesus, he, uh, he wants you to grow to know him better. And you can do that by, um, think of the word grow, G-R-O-W, okay? G could stand for um, G could stand for going to church and um, so going to church so that other people can help you to become strong in God and then um, you want to R read your Bible that's where God speaks to you and then you want to pray because that's you speaking back to God and you want to do both and then the O in the word grow stands for obey so read the Bible, you want to do what it says to do. And then the W stands for witness. That means to just tell other people about Jesus. 
so that somebody else can know. Okay, so at this time, I would like us to do the wordless book song. with me. Um, my phone number is 561-686-9777. And um, you can also go to our website. We have a website called lightclubministries.org. We also have an um, email address, which is lightclubministries at gmail.com. And we're located in Florida, but if you would like us to come to your church or to your um, ministry, we would be glad to come and to help train you, or you can come to our area for training, either way. But we would like to see more people reached with the gospel and more children reached. So um, thank you, Miss Kathy. Thank you. 